Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is the Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, I welcome you aboard as we start another week. It is four minutes after the hour of 9 p.m. on Monday night here on the East Coast of the United States. You know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malzberg show. And we are just uh, actually 24 hours from now. We may have a very good idea. Uh, who won the uh, New Hampshire primaries, which are obviously tomorrow. The polls close at 7 p.m. Eastern in most of the uh, the state. There are a few uh, areas where the polls remain open an extra hour uh, beyond 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., obviously. Uh, but, um, you know, if it goes as expected, Donald Trump will secure uh, victory in New Hampshire, not to the extent that he secured it in Iowa with, uh, well, you never know. There's only two people now. There's only two people because, of course, Ron DeSantis uh, dropped out over the weekend. Uh, so it's Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. I, it, it, you know, this is do or die for her, although she claims she's in it for the long haul, which is what Ron DeSantis said after Iowa, by the way. And Nikki Haley is expected to get beaten pretty good, pretty badly, I guess, in the next primary after New Hampshire, which will be her own home state of South Carolina, where she was governor. So if she loses fairly, you know, big tomorrow and then loses again in South Carolina, I mean, how, how long could she stay in? What's the point? What's the point? Keep going and hope that Trump winds up in jail. But even then, even then, if he winds up in jail, he'll got even more and more Republican support. So I don't see a path forward for her. Now, uh, I mentioned, of course, that Ron DeSantis, who uh, got beat by 30 points, uh, by Donald Trump, finishing in second place a week ago tonight in Iowa. Um, he uh, had about 20 percent. Trump had oh, about 50 percent. Uh, here's some of what he had to say when he dropped out. Here's cut 270. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. And of course, Trump is not yet the Republican nominee, uh, but he made it clear he's throwing his support to Donald Trump. And if you had any doubt about what he just said, listen to the next cut, uh, 271. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged formed of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. 
There you go. He's indeed, he doesn't like Nikki Haley at all, as they say. So there you go. So Ron DeSantis is done. Uh, now he's on board with Trump. Tim Scott is on board with Trump. Um, uh, uh, Ramaswamy is on board with Trump. Chris Christie, I don't know where he is. I don't care where he is. Maybe he'll show up as the uh, this this non-labels party candidate. He's insignificant, um, so forget about him. And uh, the, Trump's having a rally, either right now or in a few minutes or within the hour. And he's going to have all these people, not DeSantis, who just went back to Florida yesterday after the, his announcement, but he's going to have all these people, you know, that I just mentioned on stage with him, supporting him. I mean... Nikki Haley should just give it up. She should just forget about it. And and now the attention turns to who will be Trump's vice president. I mean, that's really uh, what um, what people are starting to ask. They've been asking and it's getting more and more attention and more and more focus. Some of the names make me shiver and 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 cringe. And although I have nothing against them, uh, I just uh, for what they do, they don't belong on the ticket with Trump. That's for sure. Like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, former White House press spokesman for Trump in the administration. She's now the governor of Arkansas, as was her father, of course. But she's not ready to be vice president of the United States, a heartbeat away from the presidency. I'm sorry. That would diminish the ticket that would that that's you need a sure fire now it shouldn't be too hard and don't get me wrong if you put her head to head with Kamala Harris she would wipe the floor with Kamala Harris but anybody would wipe the floor with Kamala Harris in a debate but the gravitas of of Sarah Huckabee Sanders is not there so I hope it's not her I know it's not going to be Tucker Carlson, even though Donald Jr. just recently said oh yeah you know Tucker they believe in the same things blah 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 are you kidding me are you kidding me? And Carrie Lake isn't the one. She's running for the Senate. She's happy with that. She hopefully will win that Senate seat um, in Arizona. Um, you know, there are there are several uh, others that uh, I, I, I like J.D. Vance. I think he is uh, he would be a good alternative. Uh, I mean, he would be a good selection um, new to the Senate, but Nonetheless, he, he's so well-spoken. He's so sharp. He, he, he's so married to, to, to the views that Trump has and, and the MAGA people have. I think he'd be great. He expresses himself well. He's great on de in debate situations with the, the, the evil hosts on the, uh, the mainstream media networks when he's on. I think he'd be a great choice. But he's not a woman and he's not a minority. Tim Scott, he's a minority. I don't know. I, I I don't know that he's the guy. I don't know that he's the person. I, I really don't. Uh, Christy Nome, the 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 uh, another governor, and also um, I know this is bizarre because it'll probably never ever 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 happen. But Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley would bring a lot of gravitas to that ticket as in the vice presidential slot former UN ambassador to from the US former governor you know she might she she might despise Trump but so did DeSantis and now now they're best buddies it doesn't take a lot politics makes strange bedfellows hey did i just invent that that slogan i don't think so so we'll have to wait and see but don't do something stupid don't don't give me don't give me a a a, a Huckabee I mean, I don't know. I, 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 you know, a woman, 
an African-American. Well, I mean, you know, Nikki Haley's a person uh, qualifies just like Kamala Harris does as a person of color, right? I guess. I guess. So there you could you could check the two boxes if you want to do that. But plus, she's qualified. All right. So here's Donald Trump reacting to DeSantis dropping out. This is also yesterday. This is 275. We just got some word that one of our opponents, a very capable person, is dropping out. Is Ron DeSantis. And Ron is dropping out. And he, in doing so, he endorsed us. said, will I be using the name Ron DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired. <laughs> okay. So what did he go? He called them a good friend of ours? <laughs> he hated him. He hated him. DeSantis hated Trump. And, and you know, it called, Trump called them every name in the book, including Ron DeSanctimonious, which he's not going to use anymore, uh, mercifully. But, you know. So could could he could he react the same way if Nikki Haley all of a sudden says, look, I'm out. I signed the pledge. We got to get Biden out. We can't let the Democrats win. I support Trump. And Trump then says the same thing about her. She ran a great campaign. She's a, she's a friend. You know, she we uh, and then pick her as VP. I don't know. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. And she scares me a little. She is much more establishment, but she'd be vice president. She's not going to make decisions, not going to make decisions. And by the way, yes, because I'm honest, Donald Trump did over the weekend confuse within, a, uh, within like 60 seconds over and over and over again while telling a story, confused Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley. He was talking about January 6th and how Pelosi had the power. He, he requested that she bring in more police and all, and she refused. But he, he didn't say Pelosi. He said Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. And he meant Pelosi. So now, now you know what it is. Now it's like they're on the same plane again. Biden, who can't find his way off a stage, who can't speak without a prompter, who can't sit at a meeting without notes, sit down, say you're happy to be there, say blah, 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 then say thank you very much. I mean, you know, they're comparing that to Trump, which is insane and it's ridiculous, of course. But it does give them fuel to, 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 to say he's losing it or he's not the same as he was last time around. He's 77, 78, okay, no. No, he's not the same as he was seven years ago or eight years ago when he ran the last time. No, he's not. Who is? Who ages to that age and is the same as they were seven, eight years prior? But he's not. He talked the other day for an hour and 15 minutes at a rally. Joe, could, could Joe Biden do that? Yeah, he can make things up. Where's uh, blah, blah, blah. I just took a picture with her. Oh, Wait a minute. No, I didn't just take a picture. with. I mean, you know, I could go through the whole thing. So there's no comparison. But of course, even before he confused Nikki Haley and, um, and Nancy Pelosi, they were saying he's lost it. He's out. 
of it. He's he's not the same. So this just gives him more fuel. Okay, um, here's Nikki Haley reacting to Ron DeSantis dropping out. This is cut number 276. We just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. He's been a good governor, and we wish him well. Having said that, it's now one fella and one lady left. I'd like to know who, what, what gives her the right to, to say that she, you know, to define Trump as a fella and herself as a lady. <laughs> Who are you to define what a lady and a fella are? How dare you? What pronouns are you using? What's going on here? Where are the drag queens? Bring in the drag queens. <laughs> okay. Ron DeSantis dropping out was not the only news story uh, that took place over the weekend. Our U.S. troops were under attack at an Air Force base in Iraq by thugs um, directed and supplied by and and you know just a, another another uh, a, another arm of Iran and I got to tell you I was sickened not shocked sickened to hear John Kirby the Pentagon spokesperson interviewed on Good Morning America on Sunday morning say what he said about that attack and the injuries to our brave men and women. And this is disgusting, outrageous. And again, I, I know, I mean, I, you know, I haven't heard any Republicans weigh in on this. I mean, politicians, I haven't heard them weigh in on this Kirby uh, description of what happened. Remember, these are our servicemen again under attack again under attack not in that in the red sea this time this time in iraq again and i want you to listen to this here's cut 272. what can you tell us about potential injuries to american troops in iraq and how will the u.s respond to this latest attack well as we understand at this early hour on sunday morning it's only a very small number of uh, u.s troops that were affected uh, they're being seen for traumatic brain injuries uh, with uh, some symptoms of concussions but no serious uh, physical injuries other than that not that that's not serious enough of course it is uh, but uh, we understand it's a small number and, and it's limited to uh, traumatic brain injuries obviously we're going to do what we have to do to protect them i mean these attacks have to stop uh, and we've made that very clear we're going to continue to to take uh, the kinds of actions we need uh, to better defend ourselves. I would note that uh, one reason why uh, th there weren't uh, more injuries or more extensive damage was because uh, we we have taken necessary force protection precautions in the region to try to to try to prepare for these kinds of attacks. I I, I guess I'll start at the beginning, which which was the most egregious of everything he said. This is a dis this. If this doesn't say it all about the Biden administration, okay, well, there was only a few soldiers. You know, I just want to, I just want to curse. You know what I want to do? I want to go on a cursing rampage right now, and I'm controlling myself. 
Because I know, you know, even from what I used to do, when I first used to do some satellite fill-ins and stuff, and they said to me, you know, hey, you know, you could curse. You're on satellite. You're not on the over-the-air radio now. And I, even then, I couldn't bring myself to curse. I can't bring myself to curse on, on, on during a show. I just can't. doesn't mean I'm, I'm a better person than you. I just can't. But boy, do I want to just sit here and just friggin' curse for like three minutes straight after seeing that bull crap. Well, it was only a few troops. You know, yeah, they had traumatic brain injuries. But, you know, other than that, there, there weren't any serious injuries. Excuse me? How would you like it to be your son or daughter? They're American freaking troops. They were attacked by proxies of Iran again. And you're sitting there telling us, oh, you know, the reason it wasn't worse is because we're so well prepared. Yeah, could have been a lot worse. It's just a few troops. Just their brains are frigged up now. That's so, you know, of course, that's bad enough, but it could have been a lot worse. What? What? What the hell did I just watch? This, this... This is, oh, and we're going to do whatever we have to do to make it known that they can't do They keep doing it, you son of a gun. They keep doing it. Why don't you do what needs to be done? Stop with the little, little pinprick retaliation here and there and give it to Iran. Unbelievable. Un look, I don't, I, I, this is to me. What you just heard is almost as bad as it gets. And it's so representative of this administration. And Joe Biden, again, Joe Biden, he's sleeping. He doesn't even know what happened. This administration and what they think of the military, what Barack Obama thinks of the military, and how much he is in love with Iran and the regime there and the Ayatollah there. He always has a, had a fetish for that, the Ayatollah. He, reportedly, he wrote at least two letters kind of begging him to like, hey, let's have lunch kind of thing, you know, that uh, we could be friends or whatever. And of course, the, the, um, the, the treaty, you know, the, the, the non-proliferation treaty and all that, which Trump got us out of and all that. I mean, it, 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 but to say that, to actually come out and say, to say, it was only a few soldiers and all they got was some traumatic brain injury and it could have been a lot worse but we're, we're so good what? I, 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 I'm sorry it's hard to move on from this this is this is what runs our country now this is what's in charge of our country you think Trump's spokesman would, would react like that you think Trump would react like that? You think Iran would be doing this with Trump? Yeah, if they want a war. But they know they're going to get whether it's in the Red Sea, in Yemen, or, the, or in Iraq, or wherever. And it makes me sick. Sick. Now, because I need to lighten my mood and whatever, Anybody see the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills game yesterday? Uh, wow. 
Um, I have no use for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, w- I was rooting for Buffalo. I'm not, I don't really care, care, but it would have been nice. Buffalo was home. They had a real good year. I would have liked to have seen them win. So they're driving late in the game obviously time is 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 running out and they're 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 attempting to kick the game tying field goal which by the way they had other chances to win but they were they were going to kick the game tying field goal against kansas city to and that would tie the game and they go to overtime instead this is what happened this is cut number 283 Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed the field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. Bass missing wide right from 44. And complete silence in this building. Stunned silence. When that ball went wide right, what were you thinking? I was thinking of the Super Bowl. You think it's Scott Norwood? Oh, Scott Norwood in the Super be, Bowl. Right? I'm just sitting here going, oh my it. gosh. You've got to be kidding me. <sighs> by the way, that, that great play-by-play was on CBS Radio by Kevin Harlan. Great play-by-play of that that miss. Now, of course, being a New York area person um, my whole life, rooting for the Giants in that Super Bowl, covering the Giants. I was at that Super Bowl, Super Bowl um, number 35 in 1991. I, I immediately thought of the same thing. So what is he talking about, Scott Norwood? Time was running out. Giants were leading. Buffalo, all they had to do was kick a field goal and they would have won Super Bowl 20. Uh, they would have won Super Bowl uh, 35 in 1991. And Scott Norwood was their kicker at the time, Buffalo again. And here is, um, I want to get the who, who, who is the play by play on this? Uh, oh, Jack Buck, the legendary Jack Buck. Also, CBS Radio. Watch and listen. Two, two, uh, two, eighty-three. With eight seconds left, and the Giants leading Buffalo, twenty to nineteen. It's a forty-seven-yard kick for the Bills. Norwood assumes the position. Lingner waits to snap it. We wait. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good! No one missed! Four seconds left! The Giants have won Super Bowl 25 by the score of 20 to 19. Did I say 35? I meant 25, obviously. Yeah, so they're no strangers, Buffalo. Uh, they have a history, unfortunately, for them and their fans. Um, if, th- if those two kicks were different, they would have had that Super Bowl victory in 25, and they would have at least gone to overtime and might have won uh, and had been advancing to the AFC championship game next week. Instead, they went home. And uh, it's got to be tough to be a Buffalo Bills fan. All right, folks, um, the great Horace Cooper uh, on deck. We have so much to talk about, including including a couple of football stories, believe it or not. Uh, 
which transcends sports into politics. Uh, I'm Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. Sometimes a car comes along that changes everything with innovations never thought possible and features that make you wonder, how did people survive without this? This is that time and this is that car. This is the world's first BWB. Equipped with transparent doors to eliminate reasonable suspicion, whatever that means. A 10 and 2 steering wheel that keeps hands visible at all times. We remove the glove box so there's no confusion about what the driver is reaching for. With a touch of a button, the ultrasonic biometric scanner displays the license and registration of the driver to ensure contactless exchange of information. With no trunk, nothing can be concealed, so therefore, there is nothing to search and seize. To ensure you will never be mistaken for breaking the speed limit, we've installed limited edition airless tires, and we remove the engine because, honestly, why risk it? DWB, the first vehicle of its kind, where the safety feature is the car itself. weather and traffic reports to news of political developments. We turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide the news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. So many journalists are paying with their lives. They faced exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Je que je m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh yes, yes. Then I'll begin. Even when you're just sitting around, we're rocking the talk. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, Horace uh, Cooper uh, should join us uh, momentarily. In the meantime, let me let me show you how uh, the media covered. There was a great uh, march on Washington, a right to life 
a march, which they have every year. The weather was horrific, obviously, in, in, in D.C. It was freezing, bitter cold, snow, the whole thing. Great turnout, especially with the weather. And according to the Media Research Center, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do I need to tell you that neither ABC, NBC, or CBS bothered to cover it? Now, why should they? Why should they? If you had a, a woman's right to kill her baby and a woman's right to do with her body whatever the hell she wanted, they would have covered it uh, intensely. And they do cover those pro-abortion marches. But right to life? Yeah. NBC Nightly News, though, they did an interesting story. Instead of covering the right to life march, this is the crap they gave you if you watched NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. So let's go to cut 263. Right now, millions of high school seniors are grappling with one of the biggest decisions of their lives, where to go to college. And as Savannah Sellers reports, there's one factor that's taking on a growing role. School ranking, academics, tuition cost, all factors in the big decision of picking a college. But for South Carolina high school senior Grace, add the state's abortion laws. I'm not comfortable with being in a state that doesn't value who I am or value my rights as a person. Did that surprise you at all? When your daughter brought that up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It did. I'm like, um, the weather, you know, what kind of campus, um, sports, what are the dorms like? You're not looking at lists of which campuses are in states that are more female friendly when it comes to reproductive rights. Wow. Wow. So first of all, the topic itself is 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 just again, <laughs> in lieu of talking about the 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 march uh, for the right to life in Washington, they decide to focus on this dilemma, this horrible dilemma, this horrific dilemma that high school seniors, females have. And maybe it's not limited to females. You know, men could have babies, they tell us whatever the hell that means. Uh, so, you know, they love the college. They got a scholarship from the college, but they're not going to go because it's in a state where you can't have an abortion. <laughs> wow. 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 So I don't I forget where she lives, but I assume if she's that concerned, then she's already in, an, in a, a state that where you could have an abortion. So if you get pregnant, fly home and have your abortion and then go back to school. That would seem to make sense if you got, you're turning down a scholarship to a university that you would otherwise go to because you can't walk in somewhere in that state and get an abortion. You'd have to like come back home and get the abortion. What does that even mean? But this is what they value. I wouldn't go to a state that doesn't value the right for me to kill my baby, my unborn baby. Here's uh, the rest of this disgusting report. Cut 264. The family asked us not to use their last name, concerned this story could impact Grace's admissions chances. But they join a growing trend. A Gallup survey shows 73% of young adults say reproductive health laws are a factor in their decision on where to enroll in college. And a quarter of students ruled out institutions solely due to the political policies in a state.
I thought, this child has no concept of money. Grace has offers for scholarships in conservative-leaning states. What was your thought when you did get that scholarship and into Alabama? I was happy about it, but it kind of made me a little bit anxious. I tried to like, I started looking into politics in Alabama a little bit more. We argued about it quite a bit. Her dad's response was roll tide. <laughs> All right. So there you go, folks. I mean, what, 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 what could I say? What can I say? This is the kind of trash they will force feed down your throats if you watch the media. It's not the media. Lester Holt himself was the one who said that you don't need to be neutral. We can't be neutral anymore. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I forget exactly. This was a couple of years ago. I remember covering that extensively at the time. It's just a joke. It's a joke. And again, let me let me ask the question. I, 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 it got by me where she lives. But if she's so concerned about being able to have an abortion in the state that where she is, I would assume she lives in a state with it where you could have an abortion. So she won't go to a college and take their scholarship from a university that's in a state where she can't get an abortion when all she'd have to do is fly home and get it and then go back to school. This is a non-issue. It's insane. But everything is insane these days. Okay. Um, so I, uh, I'm sorry that uh, we're first getting to uh, him now. We had some technical difficulties, uh, but I believe we do have uh, Horace Cooper. Uh, on the phone, senior fellow with the National Center for Public Policy Research and uh, chair of Project 21's National Advisory Board. Uh, Horace, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, it's great to be on the program. Just call me technical difficulties. <laughs> Horace technical difficulties, Cooper. That's okay. It's all right. Um, I, I know you made the uh, the effort, and I I I just uh, appreciate that very much. Okay, so let let's let's get to some of the stuff here because this is all I talk about insane. This is all uh, insane. Um, a week ago or so, a couple of weeks ago, uh, no, last week, last last Monday, um, um, Martin Luther King's birthday. Kamala Harris was speaking in South Carolina. And, you know, all this controversy about the Civil War, I think what she did uh, in, so, in, in a portion of what she had to say was more egregious than anything Nikki Haley or anybody else said about the Civil War. Uh, but, of course, the media doesn't care about it because it came from Kamala on the left and not Nikki Haley on the right. So let's uh, give a listen here, if we, uh, if we can. Uh, this is a cut number 268. Generation after generation. On the fields of Gettysburg, in the schools of Little Rock, on the grounds of this state house, on the streets of Ferguson, and on the floor of the Tennessee House of Representatives, we the people have always fought to make the promise of freedom real. So for those who don't know, what she did there was she took Gettysburg, the, the Civil War, the Civil War, and put it lumped it together with with the with the crap that took place in Ferguson several years ago, where a, 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 a guy named Michael Brown uh, attacked a cop. Uh, witnesses first lied and said, no, he didn't. The cop shot him, even though he had his hands up and said, don't shoot. You remember the mantra, hands up, don't shoot. Even the Obama Justice Department determined that that was not the case. That was a lie. The cop was never charged uh, for, uh, for anything. Um, and, and, and to compare the Civil War to Ferguson and to what took place at the Tennessee 
Tennessee State House recently after the shooting at the uh, the school in Nashville, which was you know a, a protest gone getting gone out of hand for gun control. How how does she get away with that? You know, this is part of a very orchestrated effort to tear down our country and to do so by dividing the American people. There are so many millions of Americans, people who are people of goodwill. And then there are a few, a very, very small few people who wake up every day and all they do is see race and they stir the pot and they create division. You know, when I was younger, the, the name that most came to mind of a person that did that was David Duke. But David Duke has had to step back and let today's woke progressives stand up ahead. What she did, the sitting vice president of the United States, was lie about America to Americans. That's no different than what we saw at the beginning of the 20th century when the segregationists lied to America about America. This is the 21st century. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yes, there he is, Horace Technical Difficulties Cooper. No, um, we'll get him back. We'll get him back, and uh, we will uh, have him finish. But, but just think of it. She's talking about how we've always, you know, fought uh, for what's right, and she compares. You, you, I mean, even the Tennessee State House is something that re, that that really happened, which is still a disgrace to to put that in the same breath as as the Civil War. But to bring up Ferguson, the riots in Ferguson over a falsehood, an acknowledged falsehood, the Obama. Justice Department investigated this hands up, don't shoot. This Michael Brown thug supposedly said, hands up, don't shoot. And he didn't. He didn't say it is what the it was what the, the investigations found. The liberal left wing Obama Justice Department wouldn't prosecute the cop on civil rights charges because it didn't happen that way. And she cites that. Really? What is wrong with her? What is wrong with her? Do we have uh, Horace back? Okay. Okay. So I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to say uh, other than she. Every time she opens her mouth, she, she, she disgraces herself more and more and more. And this was written for her. This stuff was written for her. And if you heard the whole speech, as I did, it, 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 it sounds like she's talking off the top of her head. In other words. The, the same nonsense, not the word salads necessarily, but the same kind of talking down to people like she's a second grade teacher or something. It's just, it, and again, this is written for her. She didn't write it. I would, I'd be shocked if she did. You know, I'm sure she could write her name and draw on Venn diagrams and all that kind of stuff. But, um, 
All right, we'll take a break now, the final uh, break. We have one final segment. We hope to get Horace back. Uh, hopefully we will and can. Uh, if not, we'll chalk it up and, and uh, just get him back uh, next week or so. Uh, I'm Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The truth is, Parkinson's disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. Worldwide, over 10 million people are living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement. And with so many places to search for information, it can be difficult to know where to begin. The Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease, help you find expert care, give you tips for living a better life, share the latest research, help you find local support, and there's a free helpline you can call. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org or call 1-800-4PD-INFO. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. She was reading at a second grade level in kindergarten. Pod four swimming before she was seven. Finally convinced mom to get her ears pierced in the third grade. Came in second at her fifth grade spelling bee. Drill team in the seventh. And with one stroke of the keyboard. One click of the mouse. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Report a cyber tip today. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, uh, we are back, uh, and uh, so is, uh, I am told, so is Horace Cooper, Senior Fellow with the National Center for Public Policy Research and the Chairman of Project 21's uh, National Advisory Board. Uh, Horace, uh, thanks for, the, again, the perseverance. Um, so you were about to say, weighing in on what Kamala Harris said, you said the sitting Vice President of the United States, so start again, that's all we heard. So take it and give us your final thoughts on what she said. Uh, I explained that the sitting vice president has decided to step in the shoes of the segregationists at the beginning of the 20th century who stood up and lied to America about America. Um, we thought when we uh, marched as a country and um, passed the Civil Rights Act that Martin Luther King had succeeded. But unfortunately, we are now seeing in the 21st century those segregationists are back. Those racists, those bigots that lie about America. Now, a lot of your audience may or may not remember that the segregationists in the past, they weren't actually motivated by hate. They were motivated by power. They felt if they divided us, they could stay in power. And the segregationists of today have the very same motivation. Oh, the hate is real. We'll hate one another. But it won't be motivated. It won't be hate that is genuine. It is hate that is stoked. Unbelievable that a billion plus dollars of damage was done after George Floyd's death. And yet, All of that could have been avoided if Americans could have been allowed to be united instead of told a lie that we're all racist. 
Yep, yep. And you know, you mentioned or or uh, about um, seeing seeing race. It's very interested uh, interesting. Um, the new head coach of the New England Patriots uh, w- w- was asked about that, and he he. I want you to hear what he had to say. Uh, Gerard Mayo. Uh, he spent many years as a player for the Patriots and an assistant coach, and now he's the new head coach after Bill Belichick stepped down. And here is cut two sixty nine. I do see color. Because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. And whatever, whatever happens, black, white, disabled person, I've always, even someone with disabilities, I always, uh, you know, for the most part, people are like, you know, don't, you know, when they're young, they, they kind of make the spot hot. Younger people know what that means. But what I would say is, like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter. But it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. So you got to see you got to see race in order to see racism. Decipher what what the hell he's talking about. He said, M.O.K., you sacrificed your life for nothing. We're going to just stay focused like a laser on the lie that the most important thing about people is their race, their physical uh, uh, appearance, things that they have absolutely no control over. Well, let me just say this. If you can't consistently get the Patriots to a playoff game or maybe a championship game, you're going to be fired. And it has absolutely nothing to do with your race. And if you can do those things, you won't be fired. Unbelievable that he would lie to so many young people, so many people just starting off their career and not helping them to see if they excel, if they achieve, if they are outstanding, America is the place that they can be rewarded. Well, Horace, along those lines, and uh, I, I know that we're doing sports here, but it trans, as I said before you came on, these two stories transcend sports, uh, and it fits in with exactly what we're talking about here. The national, uh, the the so-called black national anthem, the NFL announced, will be performed prior to the Super Bowl. The black national anthem. Um, is there no? Um exciting, remarkable um, uh, orchestral event that Asians are interested in or that Hispanics are interested in or Native Americans are interested in. It is remarkable that we have an anthem. It's called the National Anthem, and it is something that unites us all. I say shame on the NFL for doing this. Shame on the NFL for being the place where black Americans are compensated at the highest level in this country. You want to talk about the one percenters? When you go to a game and you sit and watch, you're watching the one percenters. For them to suggest, for the NFL to suggest that what that represents is some sort of mistreatment, exploitation, etc. with regards. The wider the NFL was, 
the lesser the pay in compensation was. Compensation in the NFL has reached a remarkable level. I reject this idea that at an event where millions and millions of Americans will be tuning in, that they should divide us in this way. Yep, I agree. One more for you real quick. Um, I find this to be very encouraging, and it speaks to to what you and I have discussed over many, many years, um, and, and that is that we now see there was a late uh, ABC News poll that found uh, black Americans 65 and over have an approval rating of uh, Joe Biden of I'm sorry, 50, 50 and older, 50 and older black Americans approval rating of 65 percent for Joe Biden, which is pretty bad in a historical context. Under 50, it's 32 percent. Now, that that might be for different reasons in the two categories. Nonetheless, it spells big T-R-O-U-B-L-E for Joe Biden. And it shows, I believe, you tell me, that no longer could the Democrats just take black Americans for granted. Well, that has been the plan, to take black Americans for granted. When Joe Biden got elected, he appealed primarily to black Americans. Uh, What we had was a primary in 2020 where on the left it was crazy and crazier running, and Joe Biden pretended that he was going to be mainstream. And black Americans are far more centrist than what the media says. Black Americans were willing to give Joe Biden a chance. And black Americans are fed up that what they asked him to do and what he promised to do are not anywhere close to one another. You know, another survey came out, and it said a majority of black Americans supported the Supreme Court's decision to strike down affirmative action. Black Americans do not agree with this woke approach to crime where you feel sorry for the criminal rather than the grandma that gets her purse snatched or gets the money robbed where she can't buy her prescriptions. Black and Americans. They, yeah. No, I'm sorry, no, but I was going to say also that was... Yeah, you yeah, Go ahead. No, no, well, I was going to just say that also... <laughs> <laughs> you, go. Uh, black Americans are people of faith. And they believe that it ought to be central in the square. It ought not to be something that's mocked. This president mocks it. When you find yourself more likely that you're going to have the uh, uh, foreclosure people come and take your home away because the Federal Reserve has unleashed a hellacious level of interest rate increase, well, more black Americans have adjustable rate mortgages than the population at large. Those yeah. are painful things for people to see. So maybe if you're 50, maybe you're not suffering so much from the consequences of what his policies have done. But for a whole lot of other Americans, not just black ones, this president has rained hell on our economy and our lives.
Yeah, and I was just going to quickly say that uh, when 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 polled, Black Americans find it ridiculous that they can't get ID to vote, uh, and they're yes. all for ID. So it's the same it's the same thing over and over. Horace, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, good to speak to you, and we'll speak soon. Thank you. Thanks. And, and by the way, uh, by the way, Horace, your book uh, uh, put you all in chains. Uh, put you all back in chains. Uh, get get Horace's book, a fantastic read, a must read. Put you all back in chains, which of uh, chains, which of course is a quote from uh, from Joe Biden. Thank you, Horace. All right, folks. Um, interesting. Um, very, very interesting. And what, again, what Kamala said, um, and, and what, what <laughs> it's not funny, what, what, what Kamala said, what the new head coach of the New England Patriots said, uh, it's just, it's a never ending, never ending attempt that they lie. And it's all about division. And yet, what do they accuse the right of? Lying and division. It's what they do. And again, again, I, you could count on it. Come next October, this October or early November or whatever, Barack Obama will be going around campaigning, lying about how they're going to take Social Security away from your grandmother. And, you know, she'll she'll have no Medicare, Medicaid, no Social Security. And that, of course, is such a lie. Any proposal that has ever come forth from Republicans regarding Social Security and Medicare to redo it, it doesn't affect those who are recipients now or who are about to become recipients. It's should they lie like they breathe. And that's what you that's what you have to remember. If you want to know what's really happening and you want to know the, the truth, especially when it comes to race, especially and, and uh, God bless these polls, man. I mean, the, the approval rating for, for blacks under 50 is 32 percent for Biden, even over 50, 65 percent. Democrats traditionally, without a batting an eye, would get 90, 92 percent of the vote in the presidential race. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because blacks aren't monolithic. Nobody, no group is monolithic. But OK. You got it. You got it. Okay, folks. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow, God willing. New Hampshire, here we come. Uh, by this time tomorrow, we'll have definitely have a winner, and uh, we'll talk about it. Of course, tell your friends, tell your enemies. 9 p.m. Eastern, right here, Steve Malsberg on TNT.